0: Big 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 ding Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to this week in Nickelodeon history. My name is Captain Eric. Welcome aboard. We are going to be going over all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of September 19th and September 25th. And we're actually starting out with a brand new show that is starting on Nickelodeon this week on September 23rd, 2021. That Girl Lele premieres on Nickelodeon. The show is created by David A. Arnold. Eight years ago, on September 22nd, 2013, Wendell and Vinny finished its run on Nick at Night. Created by Jay Kogan, the show ran for one season of 20 episodes. Ten years ago, on September 19th, 2011, Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness premiered On Nickelodeon, a spinoff show of the Kung Fu Panda film series from DreamWorks Animation. Uh, DreamWorks Nickelodeon uh, entered a deal which helped bring some of their characters onto the Nickelodeon screens, of course, starting with Penguins of Madagascar. But the second show was not just kind of like a a, a soft spinoff. It was a continuation of the Kung Fu Panda movies. And I got to say, Mick Wingert, who takes over the role of Poe, the panda, does a fantastic job of sounding like Jack Black. I mean, it's really impressive. Just listen to the intro alone and try to tell me that that just doesn't sound like Jack Black singing it. Um, Jack Black encompasses Kung Fu Panda. It's kind of the reason why it's so popular. That that personality that he brings to Poe is so unique and that voice is so unique itself. So to find somebody who can even come close to that is Pretty impressive. And I got to say, I didn't watch a ton of the show. I am a big Kung Fu Panda fan. It's just kind of timing. The show was developed by Peter Hastings and ran for three seasons of 80 episodes. Uh, From what I have seen of it, it it was a very enjoyable show. It it did follow a certain level of quality you would expect from the movies, but kind of brought down to a weekly television show. Uh, and and so uh, look, three seasons, eighty episodes—that is a lot of Kung Fu Panda awesomeness. If you are a fan of the movies, I would say it is well worth jumping back into that world. Uh, you know what? Even just based on the fact that we get a return of James Hong, uh, who is just one of the most legendary actors in the history of of cinema, uh, we get a return from him as Mr. Ping. Uh, Poe's adoptive father from the movies Uh, getting James Hong is is an absolute is an absolute get for this show I mean that's just such an iconic voice so that alone should be enough to just drag you to watch Legends of Awesomeness 11 years ago on September 20th 2010 Hero Factory premiered on the Nicktoons network Hero Factory was a TV series based off of a Lego series of the same name out of the Lego group. So, I mean, we have seen a ton of Lego shows developed from different sets that kind of gained popularity or sets that Lego themselves helped to become popular. So they kind of just put animation to help kind of sell the sets you want to see in stores. It's it's ingenious for Lego to do. It kind of brings that classic 80s animation vibe where shows were made to sell toys and yeah, that's true. but like how could you make a Lego show without it being a vehicle to sell more toys because Lego themselves are a toy. so it 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 works hand in hand with one another. I mean, more Lego sets who's really gonna complain about that. So, uh, but i I have no recollection of Hero Factory or it's uh it's it's sets. I, I don't think they're. Um, it looks like the toy line for Hero Factory was discontinued back in 2014, but it had a solid four-year run. It looks like as a as a set, the show itself on Nicktoons Network did run for those four years that the set was was around, uh, but it only ran for 11 episodes. Now, some of you may have some of you who have been paying attention may have listened to last week's episode and thought, Ah, he forgot about something. And uh, it's a good thing he forgot about it, so now he doesn't have to talk about it. And that is Fred the Movie. Fred the Movie premiered 11 years ago on September 18th, 2010 on Nickelodeon. Um, the, now, here's the thing, and here, here's the crazy thing when discussing Fred. you, you got to give credit where credit is due series creator and fred himself lucas Cruikshank, was one of youtube's first biggest stars uh, i believe at one point and for a long time fred was the most subscribed channel on YouTube in its very early infancy. When you when you go to those early history books of, of YouTube culture, Fred is a part of that. And yes, at the time, you may have had opinions on the annoyance of the character. Uh, hey, look, you don't have to like something, but we do have to acknowledge that there was this kid who had an idea put it out on the internet, and built a career around it. And the fact that he got a TV movie on Nickelodeon out of something that he just created out of his home is pretty commendable. Uh, congratulations to Lucas and his success. Um, I am not a, a Fred fan. I was definitely uh, aged out. When when he was getting big on YouTube, Uh, so I was somebody who who did at the time look down upon it and thought like, oh wow, this is the most annoying thing in the world. And, And even when the movie came out, now I did watch the movie simply because, as advertised, Fred's fictional father within his world is actually WWE superstar John Cena, and it's I don't know, it's just funny. He he has a very comes off very charming in all of these movies. Uh, they're just they're very harmless if you don't like the Fred character you're probably not going to like the movies if you don't know of the Fred character you might find something you like and of course if you're a fan I think what what else what else could you really ask for this is kind of the the cream of the crop when it comes to Fred uh, now Fred had a, a long-running relationship with Nickelodeon he got a trilogy of movies he got a, a short-lived TV show out of it and then of course Lucas himself got a another show called Marvin Marvin uh, a nice little chunk of time with Nickelodeon I I can't do anything else but just applaud him for uh, what he ended up doing now uh uh the film Fred the movie is actually uh, one of the movies on Rotten Tomatoes that has a zero percent rating um for those that just I've never really opened up on how much of a of a cinephile I am and how much I just enjoy movies and Uh, I, I, there's very rare times I can watch a movie and not find something I like about it, or at least a joke or something I can point to as like, well, I I may have not liked all of this, but here's this one thing. Uh, there, there's at least a joke or two in this movie that I, I distinctly remember liking and, and like I said the the stuff with John Cena itself he comes off really charming and charismatic as he should he's one of the biggest wrestlers of all time so uh yeah that that is Fred the movie didn't forget about that should have been last week's but we have so so little to get through this week figured we'd get some Fred padding in the uh, in the mix there 14 years ago on September 23rd 2007 shorts and a bunch premiered on Nicktoons Network. It was a variety series, a a amalgam of different animated shorts from different studios, just kind of put together uh, to, to pad time. I mean, there's a lot of studios out there who might make short animation, and there's not really a lot of places you could showcase that. Uh, so it's very smart to just kind of put a show together to You know, funnel a few of these through and let them get their light of day on television. And, you know, some of them become massive hits later on on YouTube if it's their first time being seen. Uh, Going through some of the shorts that they had, a lot of these were shorts that Nickelodeon had already under their belt. They replayed a lot of the Mr. Meaty shorts, some of the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender super deformed shorts, some of the Prometheus and Bob shorts from from Kablam. The show only ran for 13 episodes. Eighteen years ago, on September 19th, 2003, we had the finale of Oswald on Nick Jr. Oswald was created by Dan Yaccarino and ran for one season of 26 episodes. 19 years ago, on September 21st, 2002, we had the finale of The Amanda Show on Nickelodeon. Created by Dan Schneider, The Amanda Show ran for three seasons of 46 episodes and was a complete vehicle to showcase the comedic stylings of Amanda Bynes, uh, a young actress who joined the All That cast and instantly became one of the biggest stars on Nickelodeon, big enough that after she was done with all that had her own show here a show that in and of itself is just as important to the lineage of Nickelodeon because just as Amanda was brought on to all that, given her own show, we had new stars that were brought on to the Amanda show. Two stars in particular, Drake Bell and Josh Peck, two of which that once this show would finish its run would be given their own show known as Drake and Josh. Then that would contain a young actress of Miranda Cosgrove who would then be given her own show known as iCarly. And and that was hey look Dan was smart in that regard is that every time he would make a show it would feature someone younger that I, I guess hopefully working in, in live action comedy over time would gain their own level of charisma and popularity with the audience that then he could take them and give them their own vehicle. It it was kind of smart in a way, uh, but also would you know keep some of these these stars just with Nickelodeon for almost their entire lives. I mean we saw Amanda Bynes for so much of her adolescent years all the way up until when she was an adult and then moved on to a respectable film career for herself. Uh, The Amanda Show uh, was in the same kind of vein as all that. It was a sketch comedy show. They had an ensemble cast, although they were bit players behind Amanda Bynes. She was pretty much front and center. For pretty much every single sketch, I mean, there would be these one off segments with one of the other actors. They would have characters that they might reprise or whatnot, but it was mainly about Amanda. And then in between the live action, you know, variety show sketches, they would also have pre taped little skits that they would probably air for the live audience as well. It was a very fun show. It was all about Amanda, though. If you were a fan of Amanda Bynes, it was a perfect show to follow up from all that. And if you, you know, didn't become a fan of hers from all that, I'm not sure what else you would find with this, but there are a lot of funny segments with Drake and Josh themselves, and you can see where the kind of cogs were turning and, and just how their charisma bounced off of one another. I mean, there's just no way you, you weren't working on that show and didn't see these two actors being able to, to work with one another leading an entire show themselves. They were just that good with with each other. And last but certainly not least, 29 years ago on September 19th, 1992, we saw the premiere of Nickelodeon Guts. Uh, Nickelodeon Guts was a game show which was hosted by Mike O'Malley and featured extreme versions of athletic events culminating in a a big kind of blow-off finale that would take place on the fictional mountain known as the Agro Crag. Um, it was an impending force that Nickelodeon just really—I mean, it was the the centerpiece of this entire show. Um, a bunch of young athletes would come together, uh, competing against one another for a chance to get on that mountain, get to the top, reign supreme, get the ultimate prize, and and move on—you know—with the gold. Uh, it was it was a very busy show, and honestly, out of all of the Nickelodeon game shows at the time. I would be pressed to say that this would be one of the most exciting ones. I mean, they had some really exciting events. Um, now, of course, you could watch Legends of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare. Those shows had a lot of uh, question segments, moments where the the action would have to die down for a moment and you'd get the, get a breath. Uh, Nickelodeon Guts was, was just from beginning to end nonstop action. And if you and if you liked, you know, the the action you saw in other Nickelodeon game shows, this was the one to kind of pay attention to where you would just get that from the start of the show all the way to the end. Uh, it ran for a total of four seasons of one hundred and sixty episodes. It was created by Albie Hecht, Scott Fishman and Brian Taylor. I also would like to bring up uh, the actress Mariah Quirk, uh, Mo, who also officiated the show right alongside Mike O'Malley. Um, And the show also had a few other variations. There was, of course, uh, Nickelodeon Guts All-Stars. There was Global Guts. And then there was My Family's Got Guts, which we just talked about on last week's episode. And that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Once again, my name is Captain Eric. Thank you for coming aboard. If you enjoy any of the uh, videos, podcasts, audio that I put out, please share it around. Like, subscribe. Anything that you can do is greatly appreciated by me. So we'll see you here next week and stay safe. On the Lord of on the Lord of Nick, Nick, on the love while living number one, Nickelodeon.